This is Alan Appel, and you are listening to This Day in New Haven History on WNHH 103.5 FM and streaming live at newhavenindependent.org, community radio in the Elm City. And we are very jovial today, uh, aren't we not, Jason Bischoff-Wurzel of the New Haven Museum? Yes, we are. Hi, Alan. Hi. We are not only time-traveling, but we are time-traveling in our machine with uh, all kinds of decorations because we are going back in time to explore uh, Christmases in New Haven. Yesterday, we looked at uh, Colonial Christmas, which was quite severe and without yes. uh, quite severe um, but they but they gave in and eventually had a good time and even had uh, strong water is that what they called it yes they would uh, enjoy the strong water but they would enjoy that during their Thanksgivings right. because their Thanksgivings were okay but that sort of idea as we saw uh, and as we clearly see today morphed into more of the seasonal uh, right. celebration that is now known as Christmas uh, right and they, did, and they didn't they didn't mark the day because there was no scriptural justification they also didn't believe December 25 was the day Jesus was born there were many reasons for them not to do it but that didn't stop uh, our latter day New Haveners from from um, uh, celebrating um uh, Christmas in um, uh, this way. It had become a federal holiday we talked about in 1870. And uh, 1870 was also the the year 1870, 1880, that large department stores like Gimbel's were coming into their own. And we're going to look today, Jason, thanks to these documents you brought in, about how the shopping district um, and uh, the green took on the character that they have today. And you brought in a piece that compares 1979 with 1939. Yes, yes. And this was in uh, 1979 in the New Haven Register Okay. here. And... Um yeah, so what this talks about here is uh, it's kind of a reflection on the shopping district. and uh, Which was, as you were explaining as before we went on the air, the primo part of it was chapel between state and orange. Yes, yeah, between state and orange where uh, 360 state is today, uh, recently finished, what was that, about five, six years ago? Was Schartenberg's. And prior to that was Schartenberg's, and that was uh, a premier... Uh, shopping location. And a block and, away was Mally's, which yes, we've talked about many yes. times, which is sort of the original department store. Yes. So that area was sort of the prime area in downtown uh, for retail and uh, bordered on State Street there. And at the time, State Street was still filled uh, with plenty of markets, fresh markets. Uh, it's still been the center of the dry goods area for quite some time for centuries here in in the elm city so uh these this was um again like the the center of activity and uh the idea here that they were reflecting in 1979 was looking back and thinking about uh how it had shifted from uh, the late 30s to that point because in 79 there was a tree on the green that was um sort of the center piece of the celebration but the writer points out if i'm not mistaken that back in 1939 while there may have been a tree on the green the the center of activity was really the department store and the shopping experience yeah and there wasn't really so much uh the decorations uh there were there were some but pretty much uh 
just a, a few lights on poles here and there. And it had been really in the mid-1950s that uh, the local Chamber of Commerce had been putting in a uh, some pressure on the city and allowed the city to start, as they put it, have a more sophisticated appearance in their decorations. So really, through the Chamber of Commerce was pushing New Haven to ramp it up <laughs> right. in, in the holiday season here and, and get more lights out, get more decorations out, make it a more inviting environment to come downtown and shop. Shop, yes. And um, let me see. They're giving us a little comparison between a photograph of the same street in, in 39 as opposed to 79. And um, our readers, are, our listeners are always, as readers also of the New Haven Independent, are always interested in parking. Apparently the parking meters in 1939, who knew there were parking meters in 1939? Yes. Who knew there were enough cars to be bothered with parking meters? Mm-hmm. They were nearly new and they were used only, oh, they were, but they were used only on the busiest streets, it says. Right. You fed them with pennies and they clicked audibly as the minutes passed. And in those frugal days, very few motorists uh, ever risked uh, the dollar ticket from the passing of the foot patrolman. Yes. My oh my. So that would have been, again, since that was a, a centerpiece of downtown, that's where they put the meters. But the issue seems to be the same, even though they're dealing with, with penny meters and dollar tickets. But the ticking away is obviously suggests that these meters were timed. And just as merchants today complain about metering because it, uh, it you know, kind of retards the volume of customers, lo and behold, I think it must have been the same issue, at least on these main streets in 1939 as well. Especially because, it, because it was just oriented towards this area that that was clearly, I mean, that's, this was the high point of the year, the holiday season right. for them. And uh, that was the first place where meters were put. So, you know, you can see the sensibility coming from the city. Well, this is going to make some, some money. There's a lot of traffic, but yes, the, the shop owners and store owners, you could see their irritation at, because I mean, in the end, that block is very different. Let's put it that way today. But at some point, it must have shifted, at least according to this author, because uh, it shifted to a kind of a movement towards the green. Uh, this writer says it wasn't until the 1960s that the real brightening of the green took place. Each year, a donated Christmas tree was, quote, planted in the center of the green. Now, I take that to mean it was erected, not actually put in the ground, just, yeah. just the way we yeah. do it today. And of course, that's what New Haveners look forward to, uh, the annual tree lighting. And it's getting more and more elaborate. We covered it with the New Haven Independent. I do it every year. I interview the horse that pulls the carriage, uh, which is very exciting. This year, um, our listeners might want to go to the New Haven Independent, our sister communication um, uh, uh, um, instrument and uh, uh, let me see. I uh, found a camel this time for the first year, Jason. Oh, ah, well, see, that's it. It's mm. getting it's getting more and more. Uh, I guess inviting. This is the the 2016 version of inviting. We bring some camels in and Ferris wheels and all sorts of lights. And the thing about the being in the 1960s and even the 1950s, uh, for our frequent listeners, you'll know that that's when 
the city was dealing with the fact that people were moving out of the city and people were moving away from downtown. So they were, they were actively trying to get people back downtown to shop and, uh, or and, maybe and spend even, time here. Right. So, and also you had the new chapel, uh, square mall, Right. was uh, being completed in the 1960s. So uh, you wanted to bring attention right across the street on the green to uh, to create that environment that uh, to, to basically um, fight with the commerce that was spreading uh, in the strip malls of suburbia. That's right. That's right. Well, at, at, before we uh, move on to a, we're, we're going to do a little exploration. Uh, is that not so of the origin of the Christmas card? Yes. But I, but I do want to point out uh, for those listeners who are old enough to remember, um, a Schartenberg's department store tradition at Christmas time and a scene long familiar to downtown shoppers was Santa Claus and his reindeer riding atop the marquee in front of the store. Ah, but it was the third floor that was the objective of every child, the piece says, for there in all its glory was Toyland. And there he was, Santa Claus jolly and round and sitting on a huge golden throne my close by <laughs> was the famous what bus stop for shoppers uh heading west well what do you know so santa's on a golden throne uh, on the uh, 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 above the entryway to Schartenberg's. sounds that way up above three stories high well, I'm sorry I missed it. I was huh? in L.A. I don't know. Where were you? <laughs> I was not even. You weren't the even around. The beginning of a glimmer. <laughs> All right. So, um, the other but piece you brought speaking in. Speaking of glimmers here, we'll talk where briefly the, about. Yeah, the Christmas card. Yes, this idea of the Christmas card, because our mailboxes are probably being filled every day with uh, Christmas cards, holiday cards uh, of all types. And uh, where did this come from? So it's said here that the origin of the Christmas card is a legitimate descendant of the school pieces or Christmas pieces, which were popular from the beginning to the middle of the 19th century. These were sheets of writing paper, sometimes surrounded with those hideous and elaborate pen flourishes, forming birds, scrolls, etc. So unnaturally dear to the hearts of writing masters, and sometimes headed with copper plate engravings, plain or colored. So this suggests that th this was sort of a, a school exercise. Yes. Uh, draw this or draw that. And the, and, and I, I, I would imagine at a certain point that the schoolmaster said, take it home and give it as a present to your mother or father. It also mentions here that charity boys were large purchasers of these pieces, says one writer. And this was from uh, 1916 when this piece was uh, that we're, we're looking at here from the Saturday Chronicle. Charity boys meaning poor kids. It sounds like, well, sounds yes. like the name of a band, but they don't intend that. <laughs> and at Christmas time, used to take them around their parish to show and at the same time solicit a trifle. The Christmas card proper had its tentative origin in 1846. Mr. Joseph Cundall, a London artist, claims to have issued the first in that year. It was printed in lithography, colored by hand, and was of the usual size of a lady's card. But here in America, it didn't really take off, and in general, until 1862. 
Uh, that's when this custom apparently obtained some foothold. They said experiments at the time were being made with cards that were the size of uh, carte de visites. It was little calling cards. Yes, yeah, yeah. they were little calling cards. And what those were, and there were many uh, studios downtown here in New Haven that produced them. We actually have these in the, the car- photo carte archives. Carte de visite, yeah. What, what yes. early, uh, uh, they f- were photography. Yeah, they were early photography that was affordable. And they were basically small... Um, like uh, baseball card size. Right, and they were produced by the, the million little of, of photo parlors on Chapel Street. Yes. So they're playing with this idea because they were very, very popular. And the idea being that, you know, today we walk around, we've got our phones in our pockets and we take our pictures and we share them and all that. But this was, you know, a portable little photo. So you could have your sweetheart, you could have your family, uh, and it was always with you in your pocket. And... Uh, kind of derived and at the same time the popularity of being in the civil war being able to carry these small photographs uh, with you around the country and to war to the war front so naturally uh, the American entrepreneurs uh, inscribed on these small cards simply a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year there you go and then they came to add robins holly branches embossed figures landscapes and this eventually grew into mass-produced christmas cards so has your wonderful new haven museum ever had an exhibition about it seems like a good idea for an uh, an exhibition christmas cards or do you have a collection of those uh we definitely have them i don't uh believe we have a full dedicated uh collection just strictly of new haven cards uh but we do have many different varieties yes of uh uh different christmas cards and we have some on display currently in the whitney library Well, thank you, Jason. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, go to the New Haven Museum and uh, check out the Christmas cards and listen tomorrow to uh, the third in our five uh, shows about uh, Christmas in ye old New Haven. Thank you very much.